Podcast Rebellion. We're back at it again here in the Davis McCord State Farm Studio. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me once again, momentarily, Benjamin Woodhouse. It's been the uh, it's been the Ben and Zach show this week. Our buddy Nick tied up with work and life. He is busy. He is unable to join. The Legal Gambling Council is here. Just us two. Um, the other member of the council is uh, traveling. Austin has sent his locks in, so have no fear. We'll have those. And uh, we haven't heard from Nick, but we will get his locks out to you at some point, probably on Twitter, um, but we will get those to you. Ben and I will have three each, so we will definitely have our six and then Austin's three, so we will have at least nine to you on the show. Uh, before we jump into it, I mentioned we were in the Davis McCord State Farm Studio. He is your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give them a call, 901-755-6110. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Podcast also brought to you by Sola on South Lamar. Chef Erica and her team are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. The best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Give them a call, 662-238-3500, or check them out at solaoxford.com and place your order today. Podcast Rebellion is also brought to you by LB's Meat Market, the inaugural sponsor of this year' podcast. Greg and the good folks over at 2008 University Avenue are still offering the Podcast Rebellion perk. All you got to do is tell them to listen to the show or read the site, and he will hook it up. 16-ounce prime strip and a fresh in-house made pack of sausage. All of that for just $20. All you got to do is tell them you listen to the show or you read redcuprebellion.com. That's the best protein for all of your Ole Miss grilling needs at LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, Mississippi. Ben, welcome into week eight, sir. How are we? Doing good. Just almost to the big weekend and can't wait to to get things going in Oxford and and, and see what the Rebels can do on Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big game. Obviously, LSU in town, Ole Miss going for their sixth win, uh, number twelve in the country, two thirty uh, p.m. Central Standard Time kick on CBS. Eli Manning Day, thirty plus prospects in town. It's gonna be a full day, that is for sure. Let's jump into the SEC slate. Kicking things off with a barn burner at 11 a.m. SEC Network, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Arkansas. We get the uh, the uh, token um, non-con game in week eight. Um, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Um, the uh, spread, as I am pulling it up here, is... I don't know that you can find one in most places because it's a, a Division I, I AA opponent. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, Odd Shark has it at uh, the uh, the Lions of UAPB are getting fifty one and a half here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I just Arkansas is going to win. I if that's the line, I'm taking. They the may Lions win by forty nine. They win, may win by fifty six. <laughs> you know, good luck to you. Yeah, the total is uh sixty one and a half there. So my God, if you want to gamble on that. Have at it. Um, Three o'clock SEC Network, Mississippi State at Vanderbilt. 
the uh, quite the tilt in Music City for the afternoon game. Mississippi State is uh, giving 20 and a half here. I like the Bulldogs. Um, I kind of feel like it doesn't matter who the head coach is in Starkville. They always kind of uh, hammer these kinds of games, um, especially a conference opponent that's going to be overmatched and not really able to uh, match up across the board athletically. And I just think that uh, Zach Arnett's defense is just going to wear down Vandy. Um, yeah, Mississippi State here, probably like a 41 to 10 victory, something like that, it, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I would lay the points as well. The, the line has actually shifted from 23 at opening to 20 and a half. You see, you're getting a little bit of cushion with Mississippi State down two and a half points. The 20 and a half mm-hmm. is impo- under an important number. Uh, of 21 i like also like the over here i think the total is 51 in some places 51 and a half it's pretty low i don't expect vanderbilt to score very much but i think this is a game that that mike leach is going to run the score up after that alabama game last week um so i look for mississippi state to you know score in the 40s uh vandy's probably going to get one or two score you know 10 14 something like that and state covers maybe not super comfortably over that 51 and a half but i Mm -hmm. do think that they get over it and and cover the 20 and a half point spread yeah i think that's pretty comfy six o'clock espn the tennessee volunteers are trying to get off the mat once again they're traveling to number four alabama uh I, I Godspeed here to the Vols. Um, I don't think they're going to catch any relief. Uh, right now I'm looking at 25 points um, being given to them by Nick Saban's bunch. Um, I don't know. The total is 67. I'd probably take the over here. I probably wouldn't touch the spread if I'm being honest because depending on the health of Hendon Hooker, um, if Hendon Hooker is available and he's not hampered by anything, I would probably say that Tennessee covers here. But my my goodness, if they have to count on Joe Milton, um, if that's the case, I'm laying them. Yeah, so I thought, you know, in hindsight, after going back and watching the Ole Miss game a couple of times, yes, Matt Corral willed the team to win. But it's it's pretty loud when the defense has as much success as Ole Miss did against Tennessee, especially rushing three. Obviously, Alabama's going to have better players in the front seven um, against Tennessee. I, I I like the Crimson Tide to cover here. I might lock this one in later uh, after I've thought about it for a minute because, <clears throat> frankly, coming down from that emotional loss to, get to Ole Miss, you know, kind of like their coming out party that we talked about on you know, uh, on the previous show, um, on top of the fact that Ole Miss dropped a couple of touchdown passes early that that could have changed the entire complexity of the game. I understand that Tennessee also had the fumble recovery callback, you know, that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. but you know, the, Tennessee's not great. And, and Alabama, it's just a bad – this is a bad matchup for Tennessee. In similar ways to – Alabama was a little bit of a bad matchup for Ole Miss um, – I think that that game would probably – the outcome would be somewhat closer if Ole Miss played Alabama again, but that's neither here nor there. I look I look for Tennessee – Alabama to win by 28-31, and this game's never in question. 
Uh, I just I don't yeah. see anything on Tennessee's side. They they don't have a player over there that can really exploit anything that Alabama can do, and and that's a problem when you play Alabama. You've got to be you've got to be elite at least at one place, and a lot of times that's a receiver. Tennessee just does not have that, and and so I look for Alabama to cover. Yeah, it looks like the. <sighs> trying to find some act like an actual word on Hendon Hooker. Um, I mean, two hours ago, Wes Rucker of 247 Sports was saying that uh, Tennessee, quote, uh, really needs him Saturday night at Alabama. I, it looks like Hendon Hooker's gotten some work in and practice, but they're still saying it's going to be a game time decision. That does not bode well for Tennessee. So, no. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm laying the points here if that's the case. Um, if he if, if Hooker's not playing, they have no shot. Um, the other nightcap game, six thirty SEC Network, South Carolina at Texas A&M. <sighs> this is so. This is a weird one. Because it's almost, you know, it's, this is very, very Godfather-esque here. Uh, furthermore, very George Costanza. You know, just when, just when I thought that I was out, they pulled me back in. South Carolina seems to have a knack for covering when nobody thinks they will and then not covering when everyone thinks they will. Um, we know how A&M is with Jimbo at times. He, he has a lot of Dan Mullen in him where he – kind of plays with this food a little bit in games. He will uh, coach not to lose. Um, this just seems like one of those games where they're just not really going to put up a ton of points, probably going to run the football a lot. Um, I mean, right now I'm seeing South Carolina getting 19 and a half. I have no idea how they're going to score. Luke Doty's out for the year, so it is now the Zeb Nolan show officially for South Carolina the rest of the way. Um 19 and a half is just a lot. I mean, this could be like a 35, you know, 17, 18, 20 game where they can maybe put one in the end zone late to cover 19 and a half. The total is only 45. So if you're doing anything, I'd take the over here. Yeah, I agree on the total. Um, don't have a lot to add. I, I, I don't know a lot about South Carolina, just frankly, because I haven't gotten to see them play much this year. AM's still good on the front seven. They can still run the ball well. Depending on how good South Carolina is at stopping the run is whether or not they're going to be able to cover this line. If, if South Carolina has success stopping AM on the ground, you know, they cover. I don't – this is a little sharp for me. I don't like – uh, picking either team here is a stay away. Like you said, if anything, I'd pick over 45. That's just a low number. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I just – I don't like picking under 45 in college football. Yeah, as uh, Austin says all the time, it's – the average total is, what, 46, 47 typically. So, anything below that is almost just a, a – you know, rotating red light of an alert that, yeah, you should probably take the over here. Um, so, all right. So that's it for the SEC slate. It was uh, pretty light this week. Um, we're going to take our break real quick 
and uh, hear from the sponsors when we come back. We'll talk LSU Ole Miss, and then we'll get into the national slate and give you our locks. So hang tight. We'll be right back. It's Zach again, Podcast Rebellion, to remind you of our lovely sponsors here at the show. If you like New Orleans-inspired cuisine, go see Kelly English and the good folks in Memphis at Second Line or Restaurant Iris for some fantastic food and cocktails. You can also travel down to the coast to Magnolia House in Biloxi at Harris Gulf Coast. Blackjack, craps, slots, southern cooking, cocktails, what's not to like? All three fantastic establishments Part of the Kelly English Restaurant Group. Good food, good people, good cocktails. It can't be beat. That's Second Line, Restaurant Iris in Memphis, and Magnolia House in Biloxi. Speaking of good food, if you're in Oxford, go see Greg and the good folks at LB's Meat Market, the inaugural sponsor of this year's podcast, on University Avenue, across from Kroger. Celebrate with the best protein for your almost grilling needs with Greg and the rest of the folks there. And be sure to tell them that Red Cup sent you for exclusive deals and promotions. Remember, the Philly combo is back for just $10 right now. And you've got your lunch specials 11 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. That's LB's Meat Market on University, across from Kroger. Arby's is full of shit. LB's has the meats. Speaking of Oxford, if you're looking to get some libations going, be sure to check out Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery. It's a quick little eight-minute drive south of Oxford on Old Taylor Road, and it's the only spot in the Magnolia State for a true grain-to-glass gin experience. The space is fantastic. Chan and the rest of the guys there are doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, Go there, get a tour, do a tasting, or you could do both. Inquire about maybe renting it out for a private event, maybe an anniversary, a wedding reception, a rehearsal dinner, something The place is amazing. That's Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery in Taylor, Mississippi. And be sure to follow them on Instagram for all their latest updates and uh, comings and goings there at Wonderbird. Speaking of libations, if you're in Memphis and you're looking to stock the cooler this year, Old Dominic on South Front Street is your place to go. Just like Wonderbird, you can go there for a tasting, for a tour, or both. And be sure to check out the rooftop bar, which is super awesome. has some great views of downtown Memphis, of the Mississippi River. Uh, You can try their Healing Station High Rye Bourbon, the Memphis Toddy, the Memphis Vodka, or the new Honey Bell Vodka. You can get it all there or at your local package store. So celebrate with that Healing Station bourbon, a very small batch High Rye Bourbon by the folks at Old Dominic. It's a bold classic whiskey with notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, just the right amount of spice and heritage that dates back to 1866. You can enjoy it neat or even in your favorite cocktail like an old-fashioned. It's got a mash bill of 52% corn, 44% rye, and 4% malt. Healing Station stands alone in its category of high-rye bourbons. So you could do that, or you can enjoy a quick taste of Memphis Toddy before the game this weekend, and then you can wind down with that Healing Station afterwards. So, like we always say, Ask your, pa- ask, ask your package store where you can find Healing Station by Old Dominic. And, as always, OD encourages you to share a sip responsibly. 
And last but certainly not least, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, make it a Clark Ford vehicle. Corey Clark and the rest of the folks in Amory, Mississippi on Highway 25 are committed to finding you a new vehicle today. Be sure to browse their inventory online, request more information about the vehicles, set up a test drive, and inquire about financing all online. If you want to do it a little old school, maybe uh, conversate via telephone, you can give them a call at 662-257-1900 and get in a new Ford today. And we are back here, Podcast Rebellion, Legal Gambling Council, Talking Week 8. All right, we've covered the SEC slate. Let's jump into the big one, um, literally and figuratively. It's, it's you know, the big one for our site and our podcast, but it's also the best game of the day in the SEC. LSU coming in at Ole Miss. Um, LSU is 4-3 and three on the year, Ole Miss 5-1. and one. Uh, I believe the number is still nine and a half. Um, I believe it just kind of sat there, maybe down to nine in some books. Um, look, I'll say this. I mean, Ole Miss had a shot to win that game last year in a monsoon without some of their best offensive players and Matt Corral through five picks. I think that this year is, you know, this is kind of another one of those games that's been circled a lot like the Arkansas game where Corral threw six interceptions and they still had a chance to win. Um, I think that LSU has just a myriad of injuries, um, two defensive ends out, two starting corners. Um, it was announced today that they have an offensive lineman out and uh, freshman Dion Smith, who was starting to come on at receiver. I know that Ty Davis price ran all over Florida, set the single game record. Um, LSU forced four turnovers a week ago against Florida and they needed all of that. And for Ty Davis price to set the single game record to beat Florida, who was rotating quarterbacks and just going through their own (laughs) issues offensively. Um, Man, I just feel like this is just absolutely tailor-made for, for Ole Miss to really make a statement in front of a sellout crowd and in front of all the recruits and, you know, you know, I guess probably the biggest one there is Arch Manning. Um, I think that this is a big time statement game for Matt Corral in the Heisman race. I think that Lane Kiffin is going to want to really, really, really put it on LSU here. So, um, I I just don't really anticipate LSU putting up much of a fight, to be honest. I mean, Ole Miss looked much better a week ago, uh, against the run. They held Hendon Hooker in check when he was scrambling. They were uh, the yards before contact numbers were really good. I think with Jake Springer back, it makes this defense a lot better. Um, and LSU's just got a ton of injuries on defense. And I think that Matt Corral um, just really methodically just surgically going through their secondary. And then I think, I think we're going to see a lot of Snoop Connor and a lot of Henry Parrish and Jerry Neely's back too. So they can just kind of attack from all different angles, um, regardless of, um, you know, Braylon Sanders is banged up. I think he's still going to give it a go. Um, they've got some injuries uh, on the offensive line, but I, I don't know, man. I just think that this is, this is where, um, you know, LSU, maybe, maybe the, uh, 
the train runs off the tracks a little bit here. What do you think? Yeah, I'm uh I'm of the opinion that um I'm making sure I was on mute. Um yeah, dude. We talked about this yesterday and I'll be brief here as brief as I can. I'm sure everybody that listens to this show knows that well, here comes Ben. He's going to talk for 10 minutes about it. Um, I got some things to say. No, uh, look, I, Ole Miss is er, there's, I was talking with somebody today at lunch and, um, you know, when you've got, um, when you've got a boss or a coach or, a superior who you know is not going to be there in six weeks, two months, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's hard to give max effort. I mean, I guess you can for yourself, but also on them, like, I just, I, I feel like LSU is going to lay down. I, I think that if Ole Miss can get up a score or two that, you know, things are going to spiral on them. Cause frankly, it's like, well, you ain't even going to be here. I can just hear that on the side sideline. You know, like, and, and, uh, that kind of stuff. And, and that, you know, language uh, that, that doesn't go for just for Orgeron. That's all the coaches. So you've got, a, yeah, they don't you, know you've got either. tons of players. Like today I saw they had two more guys. LSU's not saying these guys are out with injury. They're saying cornerback John Doe is not playing center. John Doe is not playing. Like they're not saying, out with a concussion, out with a broken ankle. They're just giving, re- not playing. Now, they may be hurt, but so many people are opting out now that they're just saying not playing. And, and mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I guess maybe it's to protect the guys who aren't hurt. I don't really know. Either way, look, I, I agree with you. Look, I think Ole Miss is going to line up and try to run the football at LSU like what, like what we talked about last night with the UCLA model – but you got to combine that with the fact that Matt Corral is over there. I look for Ole Miss to go to Don Terry Drummond a bunch, partly because Mingo and Sanders and those guys are down, and partly because he's our best receiver. And um, while LSU is really good on the back end, I don't, you know, as, as far as uh, in the secondary, I don't know how good they are at uh, rushing the passer, stopping the run. I think they're a little bit weaker up front than normal. And so I say, I would say, I, I look for Ole Miss to have a lot of success through Snoop Connor, Jerry Neely. And like we said yesterday, Lane Kiffin really challenged the running backs. And, and so I think that uh, we see them respond this week. I really do. Yeah. And I just think that Kiffin is very aware of how big this, this game is for the program not only for the day that it is with Eli Manning's number being retired, but the program's never beaten at Ordron since he's been at LSU. And I think, you know, more, more so than that, I mean, I think he just, the, the overall trajectory of the program winning this game is, is, is paramount for continuing to climb to that next tier in the SEC. If they want to be a legitimate contender for the West in the coming years, this is the type of game that you, you, you've got to win. You're the favorite. You're at home. You're ranked. LSU's down I mean, a bunch of guys. I mean, this is the game where you have to win convincingly. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, take LSU off their jersey right quick. You're a nine-point favorite at home. I mean, yeah. in, in a nutshell, looking at it in a micro, you know, that just tunnel vision on that almost plays at home, and they're a nine-point favorite. Win the game. Just go yeah. win the game. Yep. I mean – 
everybody, you know, Vegas thinks that you're better because you are. And so go win the game. We're not saying LSU doesn't have good players, but so does everybody else in the SEC. And yes, LSU's probably recruited better than like what, 11 or 12 out of the 14 programs. That's fine. But sometimes those teams, they start to spiral. Coaching has a lot to do with it. You know, uh, motivation has some to do with it. Quarterback play has something to do with it. Injuries, you know, you make a coach, they've got a lame duck coach. Like I said before, it's hard to work hard or play hard or whoever for somebody when you know they're not going to be there. Because you could guarantee all those players are sitting there thinking, I'm either one going to the NFL, two going to transfer, or three, when the new coach comes in, that coach is going, what is he going to say? He's going to say, I don't care what's happened in the past. Everybody starts over at zero right here. Mm-hmm. Just like every new coach says. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, it's. I mean, I, I really think that Ole Miss could pull away in the second half. I do. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it I, might I, be a four or five point game, but I, I've got a feeling that this is one where Ole Miss pulls away. I, I'm looking like 44 24, 44 27. Yeah, I mean, this it would be one thing if, like, Ed Orgeron was fired because he just couldn't get it done, just couldn't win, um, you know, tried his best, did all the right things, but he didn't. He's got all kinds of off-the-field stuff. Um, I mean, we haven't even gotten into how he – how poorly he handled everything a year ago, um, you know, during all the, you, you know – the Black Lives Matter movement, he, he was just handled it all very poorly for someone that's a head football coach. Um, it, and I just find it very hard to believe that the entire team is going to, you know what, we're going to win this for Coach O. Like, I just don't see that happening. And on the other side of the field, you've got a team that is very motivated, that is winning has the Heisman Trophy front runner at quarterback. It's just all the makings of a big time afternoon for the Rebel program. So I like Ole Miss big here. I'm laying the points. Um, I just I think that this is a perfect storm for Ole Miss this weekend. All right, yep. looking could at, not agree more. Yep. Yeah. All right, looking at the rest of the national slate, let's go to the Pac-12. Uh, well, I guess we're going to the independent. We are going to South Bend. The USC Trojans at number 13, Notre Dame. Uh, the Irish are giving seven points here. I, um, hmm. I've kind of gone back and forth on this one. Um I think I'm going to go Notre Dame here. I'm going to lay the points. Um, A lot of things working here in Notre Dame's favor. Um, Michael Meyer, the uh, tight end is back. I think that's going to be a huge boost for this offense that um, really utilizes the tight end over the middle. Um, I mean, the Notre Dame defense has kind of picked things up for the offense that has just kind of been, kind of lackluster. Um, I figured they would be much better offensively with Kyron Williams at running back and, and being that very physical team um, that Brian Kelly has, has really built that identity around in South Bend. And, and, you know, I just, I don't know. The Trojans are just kind of a mess here. Um, 
I like I like Notre Dame, and it's only seven points, so I'm 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 laying them here. Um, yeah, I also like Notre Dame, just um, simply because, and I'm trying to find it on um, Vegas Insider right now. Um, simply because I I, I just it's, for the reasons it's down you said, to I, six and a half on Odd Shark. I mean, I definitely like it at six and a half. I, hmm, I might have to just go on and it, it opened at five. So we're getting a little bit of help, you know, if you wanted to take USC. It, to me, I, though, I just think Notre Dame is too good here. And this, you said this is in Pasadena? No, no, no. It's in South Bend. It's in South Bend. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and lock in this six and a half Ooh, um, right. as, as my lock. Um, for all the reasons you said, I just think – I don't like USC. They've had um, – they've got some injuries, but, the, you know, they're three and three overall. They've had some really close games with some really bad teams. Kind of got blown out at home by Oregon State. You know, they're, they're, make, they're getting a lot of benefit from having won uh, pretty sizably on the road at Colorado when in reality they turned right around and went back home and got blown out by Utah. You know, this is just not a great USC team. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame here. By, now, Notre Dame's not good at blowing teams out, but I do think they're going to cover the six and a half. So, I'll lock that one in. All right. All right, next on the list here, um, let's go to, uh, to Iowa State hosting Oklahoma State. Um Let's see. The line is now at minus seven for uh, the uh, the Cyclones. I kind of like the Cyclones here. I um, Oklahoma yeah. State's kind of gotten the better of Iowa State the last couple of years. Um, I kind of feel like there's a little bit of payback here, despite Oklahoma State being the the top ten team. Um, I mean, I know it's against Kansas and Kansas State, but Iowa State's offense has played really well the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know. Just kind of maybe it's just a letdown spot for the Cowboys after beating Texas last week on the road. I kind of like this is kind of like a game that Matt Campbell and his team just kind of gut out. Um, I, I don't disagree. Look, I, I don't really know who to pick here, you know, Oklahoma is the higher-ranked team, but Iowa State, in my opinion, is the better team. Um, you know, obviously Vegas agrees, putting them as a seven-point favorite. This is a sharp line for me. Uh, like you said, Oklahoma State could be a letdown uh, week uh, following the Texas uh, game, but ultimately, or the Texas win, I guess I should say. Um, you know, I, I'm an Iowa State guy. I like the Iowa teams in general. Um, I think, you know, seven's a lot. I, I don't know. It's sharp. Uh, I could be contrarian to you and just take Oklahoma State, but I'm definitely not locking this game in. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. This one's kind of fun. The number 16 Wake Forest Demon Deacons travel to Army. Black Knights are catching they, three. Yeah. Catching three. Wake's laying three. Yeah. This is Man. a lock for Austin. 
It is. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, Austin sent us his locks, and we did get some from Nick, too, so we'll get those to you. Um, yeah, Austin said just Wake Forest coming off a bye. They're good enough throwing the football um, that they can just kind of play keep away from a team that really runs it well. Um, I like Austin's confidence here to go with this one. This one would probably be a stay away for me just because Army can really muddy things up with that option attack, and it's it's at Army. Weather's probably going to be uh, pretty chally. Um, it's probably going to be uh, nice and damp right there on the river. Um, but Wake's, Wake's pretty damn good. The claw fence is, is rolling, um, so I don't hate the pick. So what's our total here? Uh, the total is 52 and a half. Yeah, I, I can get 53 at Caesars. Mm, um, I'm actually going to, I'm going to take the under here. Um, under 53 as my second lock. All right. Um, I like Wake's passing attack, but I do think Army's, it's just, they just play short games. And, yeah. and I, uh, you know, this is a, I'm trying to just scrounge up anything I can, just pick random games to see if I can, because apparently if I think too hard about it, I'm, I'm going to lose the pick. So we're going to do Army, or we're going to do the under the total. I mean, Army has played, let's see, one, two, three, four. The last uh, three games Army has played would ha wouldn't have even come close to this number. So, um, I mean, last week was 34-point total. The week before that was a 44-point total. The week before that was a 33-point total. Now, earlier in the season, um, they had some pretty big numbers uh, up in the first three games, but yeah. it's getting colder. It's going to be in New York. I'm not saying it's going to be freezing or anything, but, you know, with it being at home, I look for Army to really uh, – have some seven, eight, nine-minute drives and keep that total under 53. Yeah, um, undefeated Wake. Um, they haven't been that good when they're playing this this type of game. They're one in five in the past six games as a road favorite. So keep that in mind. And like I said, Army just loves to shorten games and to just really force you to cover all 53 and a half yards of the field with that option attack um all right uh this one is fun and it's going to uh get me on the board here number 22 san diego state at air force um man i i, I love this game uh the falcons have been good to me this season i'm gonna go ahead and let me see what i can get it at I'm seeing three and three and a half. Is that what you're seeing? Are you seeing what are three we anywhere? On? Air Force, San Diego State. Can you get me three? I'm looking. Hang on. Let's see. I can get you three. All right. There we go. I'm going to lock it in. Air Force minus three. Um, That's a despite, good point. Despite, you know, San Diego State's ranked, I think Air Force is deserving to be the favorite at home here. Um I mean, the Falcons are 6-1 and one after they beat Boise State. Um, I had them covering that game. They won outright. Um, I'm not really sure what the offense is going to look like for the Aztecs. Um, I mean, 
they play really well at home. They've made a switch at quarterback. Um, and they're playing Air Force that is a team that hasn't allowed more than 17 points. Um, they've only allowed seven uh, more than 17 points once a season. Um, they're coming in covering five of their past six games. Um, the defense only gave up 337 total yards to a pretty good Boise State team. Um, man, I, I just love this love this game. So I'm going Falcons here. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I do. Um, I guess we'll, go, we'll throw in another go through, lock. Go through Austin and Nick's picks or locks right yeah. quick. I'll run through those so you can kind of take a gander at the board. Um, let's see. Nick's first lock, he has got A&M, South Carolina. He is getting ballsy here and going for the under. Yeah, against what we said. I uh, – I, I'm not following that at all, but um, maybe maybe he, some weather blows in. I, I don't know, but yeah, I guess he might think that A&M wins like 35 to three. Um, yeah, which yeah. is possible. I mean, which is possible. It is. It is. It is. Um, he's got uh, NC State minus three and a half on the road at Miami. Miami's a disaster. Um, NC State is good enough to to do that um i think yeah, miami, that game opened miami minus two interesting to me just that the the line would actually flip to the other side and then his last one we'll go ahead and knock out all the Knicks here um he's got oklahoma minus 38 and a half at kansas um yeah don't hate that because kansas sure. is terrible and oklahoma seems to have found something with Caleb Williams. I don't know what they're going to do with Spencer Rattler. Um, Spencer Rattler, <laughs> Ole Miss Rebel. Yeah, it could be, yeah. I mean, maybe Rattler will get in late for some mop-up duty. That'll be uh, quite the doozy. Um, looking at Austin's other locks that he has, um, he's got Clemson plus three and a half. Um, he's saying Clemson is 0-6 against the spread. Uh, they aren't going uh, over for the year. They have the better athletes against this team, uh, against a team whose strength of schedule is awful. Uh, I feel like this might be – Kenny, Kenny Pickett's getting a ton of pub. Um, he's had a good year. I think I kind of lean a little bit with Austin here, where I feel like this is, this is the type of game where Clemson's roster and the cachet of the four and five stars that they still have on the team despite all the injuries is going to give Pitt some fits here. Um, so I kind of like that. Like this is like a sneaky good pick here. Um, now he, you yeah, know, he didn't Clemson say they, he didn't say they three and win. a half. Yeah, he didn't say they win, but yeah, they could uh, make. A I game. would probably take Clemson money line uh, going to bet. I mean, if you're really feeling, I mean, Clemson's still loaded with talent. Now they can't really score on offense, but you know, there's only going to be so many of those games that they quote unquote were supposed to win or lose that they go through with that. If you know what I'm trying to say, like, you know, they lost to Georgia and then they lost to NC state in the upset fashion. And, and so mm -hmm. suddenly Pittsburgh's three and a half point favorite. I don't see that at all. Vegas opened it at Clemson minus three. I would take Clemson money line. I, I love the pick by Austin and I'm definitely playing that in real life. hundred yeah. percent. His last one for the evening, Fresno state, um, they are giving three and a half against 
the Wolfpack of Nevada. He is taking Fresno. He says the better team versus the better quarterback. He's going to take the better team at home here. Um, Jordan Love is, is, is fantastic at Nevada. That's who the quarterback is, right? That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Is yes. Jordan, is Jordan Love not in the uh, NFL? Oh, it's Carson Strong. Yeah, Jordan Love is with the Packers. Carson Strong is the Nevada quarterback. Um, pro scouts love him. Um, probably will be very I mean, high on the board up there next to Matt Corral. Um, Jordan Love was Utah State, wasn't he? Sorry, yeah, I was thinking Utah was. State. Now he's in the NFL. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I right. was. Yeah. Go <laughs> ahead. Same place. colors. Same colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same looking jersey. Uh, same, uh, same jersey. But yeah, so same uniform. Fresno. Yeah, there you go. He's taking Fresno at home. Um, they play really well in the Valley, so I, I like that one too. Um, all right, so you've had time. Um, if you want to get your uh, your final lock, as I'd like to take a look at the board here and uh, see what I'm going with next. Yeah, give me just a second. I want to make sure that I, I can't get a, a better number. I know I had all this time in the world, and now I, I got, you know. I got one if, if you want me to go ahead. I mean, you can go. Hey, how many okay. how many locks have you given? I've got one. Yeah, go ahead then. So then we'll right. both have two. So number 10, Oregon at UCLA. The Bruins, two-point favorite here. I'm going to go ahead and lock in UCLA in this one. I uh, Actually, you can get it at one. Oh, so. fucking perfect. Love it. Um, I will do that because this Oregon team is just kind of bizarre. Um, they've got a ton of talent and they're just, they, they, they can't find anything. They're just very one dimensional offensively right now. They, they can't throw the football. Um, and I just think this is a good spot for UCLA. Um, DTR, I think is good enough to get it done for the Bruins. I like Chip Kelly playing against his former team. Um, I mean, UCLA's run defense and that's Oregon strength. Um, they're only allowing 91 yards rushing per game. I'm going to go with the home team here. Um, it, it's going to be a huge game for UCLA. I know that uh, – I don't know what the crowd will be like because actual games are weird about crowds. Um, but I, I like the Bruins at home here, so I'm locking it in UCLA minus one. All right. Um, I'm not on mute, am I? Um, mm-hmm. So Wisconsin goes to West Lafayette to play Purdue. They, um, Wisconsin, the, the line opened at five and it's Wisconsin laying five on the road. Uh, it's down to three and a half. Purdue's coming off a huge win against Iowa, one where they really controlled the game. I don't get this at all. I'm going to take Purdue in the points. Um, Purdue plus three and a half. Look, if it gets up to be a bigger number than that, try closer game time, try and find that. Um, you know, the total's 40 and a half, which is really low, but. Frankly, Wisconsin just can't score, and so mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't. They, they they have bad quarterback play. I don't understand this at all. Uh, you just got to take the points at home with Purdue, especially coming up. The, you know, they're Purdue's a tight team that, that there's not going to be a letdown when just because they beat Iowa, especially with Wisconsin coming to town. It's not every year that they have a team that can beat them. This is one of those years. So give me the Boilermakers. It's just. That's crazy. I had no idea that, that Wisconsin was a favorite going to Purdue. But either way, um, give me Purdue. Right. Plus three and a half, sorry. 
Yeah, I love it. Um, oh boy. Trying to find a final one here. Um, hmm. Let's go. Oh boy. You know, a game that I do like and I almost picked was Cincinnati minus 27 and a half at Notre Dame. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, at Navy. Navy sucks. Yeah. Cincinnati, if they're going to be a top five team, I mean, you got to cover keep. that. I know that's a, that's a lot of points against an option team, but if you're the number three team in the country, then certainly you could beat Navy by four touchdowns. Now, you don't have yeah. to take that pick, but I like that pick. Yeah. Um, all right, final one here. Hmm. Uh, golly, this one's hard. Um, I feel like I'm. I feel like I might be finding something here, but it's almost too good. Um, hmm. All right, I'll do it. Uh, Friday night, Memphis, UCF. Uh, I'm going to take – so right now I'm seeing Memphis laying one and a half. Yep. That's a, I, and then you can also get Memphis laying two and a half if you want to yeah. take UCF. Yeah. I um, – I'm going to go under 63 and a half in this one. Sleeper think, pick. Uh, you can get 64 and a half. Uh, let's see. I can get 64 and a half. Yep. You can get oh. 64 and a half at, uh, Vandal. All right. Odd shark. Hang me out to dry there. Yeah. I, this is, this is a game that, you know, typically you'd think, oh, the over hitting easy. This is American athletic conference game between two teams that always have good offenses. Um, but right now, I just don't really feel like either one of those teams can get me um, up past that. So I'm going to take the under in that game. Uh, I kind of like Memphis in that game on the road. Um, they've shown some spunk here and there. They beat Mississippi State. The offense is is good enough, I think, on the road to travel. Um, but uh, don't want to be too good because I want to hit the under. Um, so there we go. So there's all our locks. We've got them all in. Thanks to uh, Austin and Nick for submitting those to us. So we are able to get you 12 on the show. Um, any uh, any final thoughts here for week eight? I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a I mean, clunker. It's a it's a it's a clunker week. The biggest game in the country this week is Ole Miss LSU. If that tells you anything. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, is there a bigger one? That I'm not aware. I like, I can't I think. I can't so. believe. I mean, Oregon, UCLA. I guess. I can't yeah, believe I mean, we I, didn't get game day this week. I really can't. Where did they go? Uh, Pat or L.A. for Oregon, UCLA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Well, good for them. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing anything better. Um. 
this is a weird one. Oklahoma here. State, I, Iowa State, maybe. I mean, I'm really like you're stretched thin to try and find a better matchup. Right. Um, and so, anyway. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bizarre week. Um, yeah, so I think we feel pretty good. Um, all right, so that's gonna do it. Week eight, legal gambling council. Uh, we'll be back next week with our hangover edition after Ole Miss LSU. Um, big big week for the Rebels. Um, chance to make a statement. CBS game. Crowd will be rowdy. Tons of recruits in town. It's uh, it's there for the taking for Ole Miss to uh, really make a statement. So uh, for Ben over there and for Austin and Nick, who were here in spirit, um, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the sponsors for making it possible. Until next week, we out.